You're listening to the Athletic Motion Golf Podcast. I'm Mike Renato, and I'm here with my good buddy and co-founder in AMG, Sean Webb. We have one goal with this podcast, to help you improve your game. We're going to do that by showing you what the best players in the world do, and then show you how to incorporate those same moves into your own swing. And we're going to do it all in 15 minutes or less. Today's episode is brought to you by Live View Golf. We use the Live View Pro every day in lessons because it gives our golfers the necessary feedback for improvement. The Live View Pro is like having a swing studio in your pocket. It's a tool we recommend to anyone serious about improving their swing. Check it out at liveviewsports.com backslash AMG to get $40 off at checkout. All right, Sean, let's talk about the one subject everyone enjoys talking about, and that's just how to gain more distance, more speed, not only off the tee, but just through the bag. And it's it's a big topic, golfers. It's kind of the holy grail. It's the uh, fountain of youth. We all, no one's ever come in from a lesson saying, man, I'm just hitting the ball way too far. I need to learn how to hit it shorter, right? It's always the opposite. <laughs> I I've ever heard that I'm, I'm in too good a shape. I'm too flexible to hitting it as short as I am. I need to know how to hit it farther. And what we're going to talk about today is one of the key elements in doing that. Yeah, it's, it's um, you know, people come into lessons every day. I'm just not hitting it far enough, or I used to hit it farther, or my buddies are out driving me, and I can't stand it, or they're hitting too, <laughs> like a guy yesterday, he came in, he said, man, I, you know, I'm hitting the ball okay, but I'm just two clubs shorter than everybody else. I just can't stand it anymore. Uh, it was getting to the point where he wasn't even having fun playing golf anymore. So, I mean, obviously, everybody wants to hit the ball farther, but I think they get confused on how to do it. Um, I think the go-to for people is to, like, fire the hips uh, faster and think that that's mm. going to somehow slingshot everything. But, uh, what we're going to talk about today, I think it may shed some light on, um, some other ways that contribute to club head speed and obviously, you know, pelvis and hip rotation is part of it, but uh, there's a lot more to it than that. Yeah. I had a gentleman come in, uh, we were talking, he was emailing me. We were talking for a few weeks and then he, he came in last week and, you know, in the emails, you get to know guys, you get to know a little bit about their games and you kind of get a feel for the real reason why they come in, right? Which which is always helpful. Rarely does someone tell you the real reason until you actually get to spend a little bit of time with them and answer, ask some questions and kind of get some answers. Sometimes you get to read between the lines and kind of understand it. But this guy said, he goes, I'm in great shape. And this happens a lot, actually, where guys who just turned 50 – a lot of them are kind of now they're starting to compete with guys who are in that senior range, right? Both, you know, both at the club or even amateur competitively. And he was like, okay, just turned 50. I'm in great shape. I work out four times a week. I run. I'm, I'm actually wearing the same clothes that I are in the same size that I, that I wore in college. I'm in great shape. been playing golf for a long time. I've got a good swing. Why am I out getting out driven by guys 10 years older than me who drink beer every night and who eat hot dogs at the turn? It's like these guys are in terrible shape and they're all hitting it farther past me. It's like, you know, you, you, you start to ask, right? So what are you trying to do this and that? And what you wind up doing is these guys are efforting so much more and getting less production. That's part of the, the rub for this. It's like, I'm trying as hard as I can. I'm working out. I'm, I'm, you know, doing stretches and all that. I'm trying harder. I'm swinging harder, and the ball's not going farther. Yeah, I mean, you ever heard that story? How frustrating is that? <laughs> yeah, you know, right. and they they go to for, you know, and this could, we're going to go into other subjects on different podcasts, but their go to 
for distance is just more effort. More effort. And Try harder. A lot of times it's not the case because, A, they're not hitting the ball in the middle of the face. I mean, that's an, time, that's an episode for another day, but if you're not hitting the ball in the middle of the face, all bets are off. Right, that's the number one way to. That's exactly that's right. The number one way to get better, start hitting the sweet spot. There's obviously yep. there's more to it than that, but that's the number one way. But as far as just efforting is concerned, like I said earlier, I think they're just trying to do so much with the body because oh, you got to do the big muscle swing. And I mean, growing up, it was you know, you know, put the towel. You know, and not that this is a bad drill for for everybody, but I mean, I was putting the towel under my arms and kind of keep my elbows connected to my rib cage. I mean, I was trying to hit the ball with my torso turn basically and um you know i wasn't hitting as far as i should by doing that but i think the one thing that's missing here when when people come in they don't they don't think they need to use their arms in the swing for some reason it's been it's been trained out of people just in the industry i guess that using your arms is a bad thing um because you don't want to use your arms and hands because that that's less consistent but um you know nothing could be farther from the truth and i mean if you're trying to hit the ball farther and and not if you're, if you're trying to intentionally leave your arms out of the equation, you're doing yourself a disservice because one of our good buddies is Dr. Mike Duffy at Penn State, and he's his kind of rough calculations that the arms contribute to 26% of the clubhead speed. So, I mean, if you're, that's a big chunk of clubhead speed you're trying to leave off the table uh, if, if you're trying to kind of like, you know, leave the arms up or not use them at all. That's exactly right. And Golfers, I don't, you know, I think you're a hundred percent right with the stigma that using the arms has kind of fallen under and it's kind of all, you know, pivot, which is mega important, but it's like, how do I get more open? How do I get more turn in the backswing? How do I get more open in the downswing? And no one is willing to acknowledge the role that the things that are actually holding on to the club need to be moving faster than all of that. Yeah, And it's just taken for granted that if I just get open or if I just get more turned in the backswing that the arms are just magically going to behave in such a way that the ball's going to rocket off the face and rainbows and skittles will fall from the sky unicorns. and everything will be awesome. Yeah, And unicorns will prance across the fairway, yeah. but it's not the way it happens. And, you know, again, we, we, we're going to talk a lot about gears in this podcast because it's it's one of the coolest tools available to a golf instructor right now or just in, in, at all in the game of golf because we can actually see under the hood of what these great players do down to the 10th of an inch or the 10th of a degree and really start to learn for the first time really since instruction has been taught this you know these last few years since technology like this has been available and we can really start to learn what they're actually doing to hit the shots that they're producing and, and to, to do the speeds that they're able to do. And one of them is, you know, the arms play a tremendous role in not only adding speed, but squaring the face. You know, that's another thing. You talked about centered hit and hitting out of the middle. You know, if you're not controlling the arms and hands well, the, all the speed in the world don't matter if you're losing ball speed because of those off-center hits. And you know, we were looking at recently at one of the best players in the world, a name that everybody knows and everybody admires for how far he hits the ball. And he wins, so he's a complete golfer. His club face rotates 155 degrees during the golf swing. Like, that's not being kept square and just turning. 
the body doesn't rotate enough to square that much face rotation. Mm -mm. So, and that much face rotation is good for enabling you to deliver more speed, right? There's a lot of speed in the arms and hands. And it's just, if we can just strip away the stigma of, you know, you should have passive arms or you shouldn't feel much or the arms cause you to have timing issues. The, the whole golf swing is about timing. So f let's put that on the shelf right now and say that you have to have good timing to hit good golf shots. That doesn't change. But you also need to allow yourself the permission in many cases to learn how to use the arms and hands correctly because you will hit the ball farther when you do. Yeah, and I know, um, you know, there, there's been several guys that have come in to me, and I know you've got one good story too from a, from a uh, a student. But you know, several guys that come in and we get them on gears, and you know, we're looking at just clubhead speed. They're just kind of underpowered for their size or they're in fit, like Mike talked about and alluded to earlier in the episodes, like, why is this person so underpowered? And we look at their hand speed, you know, from the top of the swing, let's say down to about waist high. And, you know, we'll look at, we'll look at their hand speed compared to a, a high level tour player. That's a smaller stature guy, a normal size guy that gets a lot of clubhead speed. And a lot of times what we see is they just don't have enough, uh, increase in hand speed from the top of the swing to that waist high area. And a lot of time we'll, we'll ask them or we'll say, Hey, um, this is where we're seeing a big, um, area of low hanging fruit for you to get more clubbed speed. You know, there's, there's a spot here where we need to kind of get some more giddy up in the club from top of the swing, to waist high. And, and, and we'll just casually say, so what are you trying to do in that part of the swing? And, you know, a lot of times they'll just say, well, I'm just kind of leave my arms kind of up there and let the body rotation, you know, just bring them down. Try not to do anything with them. And um, we'll say, you know, granted, you know, there is the body movements that have to correspond and support good arm swings. But, you know, once you kind of get recentered at the top that we talk about in a lot of videos and get that pressure into the lead side and the body starts rotating, I mean, you need to be blasting those arms down down toward impact <laughs> otherwise how are you going to get the club moving 100 plus miles an hour it's just not going to happen if you just try to do it with just body rotation so you need to get some speed in the arms early so that you can have speed late the body moves let's talk you know like torso rotation any idea how fast that moves <laughs> i don't know i don't know off the top of my head at eight to ten miles an hour maybe yeah i think it's under i think it's single digits yeah Okay. So that doesn't, you know, that just doesn't move fast. Like if you attach the golf move. club to your torso and it's stuck straight out, you could only get right. it going. You couldn't get it going fast enough to hit it a hundred yards. Right. And so let's, let's, let's break down a little bit what you just mentioned, because that's really the crux of this, of this podcast. It's most golfers out there produce enough hand speed to hit the ball a good ways. Mm-hmm. And by that, I mean, let's just take, we'll just talk about a six iron and the same applies for driver just a little more, or excuse me, a seven iron tour hand speed for a seven iron is anywhere from 21 to 24 miles an hour from the top to like right. max, which is about waist high from right? the, yeah. From the top of the, of the backswing, you know, where it all pretty much hits zero mm -hmm. to change of direction. And then to the maximum hand speed, the fastest the hands are moving their peak speed is basically from 21 to 24 miles an hour. It's a pretty tight window. The amateurs that we've collected have then that same window of time have a have an average between 19 and 23 miles an hour. So there's a lot of overlap there. 
with hand speed and being able to generate hand speed. The vast difference between what the pros are able to do or what the pros are doing and what the AMs are doing is that the pros are reaching that maximum hand speed earlier. Mm. They're reaching it between left arm parallel and waist high, kind of right in between those two. Most AMs reach their maximum hand speed below waist high. Hmm, that's massive because when it's okay. too late, they can't transfer the energy in the club. That's right. Because again, hand speed doesn't hit the club. It doesn't hit the ball. The we club. need that energy to be able to transfer out. And if you're not reaching that maximum speed until too late, you're not transferring enough of that speed out to the club and you don't get the distance from it. That's gold the right there. Speed. That's gold. Just that so, thought alone is going to help you guys kind of sort some things exactly out right. about club head speed. So the difference is when we, when we measure golfers who are wanting to hit it farther and they're not hitting as far as they should be, because we can see, right? That's as black and white as looking at the speedometer in your car. We can see exactly how fast those hands are moving and exactly when they're moving at that maximum speed. And you say, okay, I'm seeing this guy. He's got plenty of hand speed. He should be hitting the ball farther. He's hundred percent correct. Now I'm seeing how late that's happening. So then the question is, all right, what are you trying to do out of the top of your swing? Mm. And invariably the answer is always going to be, well, I'm trying to just be passive with the arms and, and not pull down or not swing too fast and really get open and all that. All, right, all those things are fine, right? Getting open in the golf swing is awesome. Having rotation in the golf swing is awesome. But you can't do those things at the expense of the club and the club's being held by the arms. So if those things aren't doing their job, one, you're not going to hit it anywhere near as far as you should be hitting it or capable of hitting it. And two, it's not going to go where you want it to do it as often. So these guys are being passive. They're letting the body turn. And when the body turns and the arms are left up, the hands move out. And when the hands move out towards the golf ball, the top of the swing, all that body rotation you wanted to do has to stall so you can get the club under late. And again, you have to slow the club down to do that. So it's almost like a double penalty for, for being passive and leaving the arms up. You're going to be late creating that maximum hand speed and you're going to be penalized for where the hands go because of that. I mean, you can't hit a shot with your hands out over the target line halfway down. It's just not, unless you have some crazy wrist movement, then all you're going to do is hit toe balls. So that that's really not a lot of fun. So <laughs> it ain't going to send the ball down the fairway fast. Keeping your arms up and rotating out without using them. It's just a recipe to, get a steep swing with no rotation and less speed. So like I said, get your body in good position, get the pressure right in the swing, get the spine where it needs to be. Then you can start moving your arms as fast as you can. But granted, yes, if you're out of position and try to pull with the arms, it, that can be disastrous too. We're not saying that, but we are saying once you get into position, kind of get in that frame um, with your body where you're into your left side and and the body's starting to rotate the other direction, you can blast those arms off as hard as you want. The club's going to come down on plane, and it's going to help you square the face up. So you get, like, all kinds of good benefits from doing that. And the boost of club head speed, Yay. which is the cherry on top. Forgot that about creates that. creates the unicorns and the rainbows and the Skittles. Yeah. All right, so 55 seconds left. All right. You want to describe uh, the drill we see Roy do all the time? Yeah, we'll go through this real quick. Uh, take your driver. Uh, about shoulder shoulder width apart out in front of you. Grab the left or lead hand or left hand on the grip. Grab the uh, right hand about shoulder width down the grip so you're down the shaft a little ways, maybe like foot and a half down the shaft so you have a split grip. 
Yeah, split grip and your hands are about shoulder width apart. Yeah. I'm with you. Take it up to the top and then swing the club back down in front of you halfway down and put on the brakes. So you're putting as maximum amount of speed as you can and stopping when the club is down in front of kind of your thigh. And you're going, you're doing that as fast as you can uh, to try to get speed in the club early and then putting on the brakes just help you feel that deceleration. Now, one point of uh, warning, if you have, uh, <laughs> be really careful with this drill. If your shaft has any kind of weaknesses in it, just be careful you don't break the shaft. Don't go, maybe go a little bit less than full speed. You're just trying to get the feeling for getting some speed in the arms and the club early. That's right. We've never had a shaft break exactly uh, doing this drill, and I've used ladies flex all the way up to double X flex. Never had it break, but golfers have broken their shafts doing this Be drill. Be careful. Uh, it's micro fractures that can happen in shafts, those sorts of things. If you're worried about that, you know, if you have a brand new driver, don't do it with that club. Get an old wedge. Get a broomstick. Get a mm. a paint handle. Just anything that you can create that kind of split hand rapid acceleration, and then stop it. Yeah, we've got a video on YouTube, right. too, if you want to go check it out. It's uh, it's exactly right. It's, it's the hand-speed video the hand on speed YouTube. Video. Yeah, it's a lot easier to see it over there. Check it out. And it's not something you got to do 400 times a day. You can do it just a couple of times. You're going to get the hang of it. You're going to get the idea, and you're going to be able to start to put that in your golf swing, and that will increase that peak speed. When you reach that peak speed, it will happen earlier. You'll be able to generate more club head speed down by the ball. Perfect. I think that covers it. Yes, it's sir. a good topic. It's an important topic. And I think it's just one that most golfers just aren't aware of. Anything else we need to add to it? I don't think so. Um, but if, if you know someone that can benefit from this information, please share it with them. Uh, we're trying to help as many golfers as we can, and you can help us do that. Also, if you've been enjoying these uh, episodes, please leave us a, a five-star review over on iTunes. That helps us a lot, and uh, we appreciate it. Thanks, guys. We'll see you all in the next one.